Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Beer and Money. I am Ryan Burklow, and on today's episode, we're going to be talking about seven steps to set yourself up and your family up for financial success. Today, you get just me. Alex is on vacation, uh, so best of luck to me on today's uh, conversation with myself. That being said, let's start out with what I'm drinking today. So. Uh, as most of you who have been listening a while, one of my favorite breweries is a local brewery where I, where I live in Duval, Washington. It's called Valley House Brewery. They've got a new beer that came out. It's called Bay Noir. And essentially, it is a, a, a black ale that has been um, fermented in wild yeast and local berries, including blackberries. And so it's a very, it's a very thick uh, ale. Uh, very dark. It is solid. Uh, the alcohol content, it's a percentage is 11.2. So high alcohol. So make sure you, uh, you be careful there. And the IBUs are at 60. It's just a solid beer. It's not something you're going to drink a lot of maybe one, maybe two at the most. Uh, my rating on this beer from a bottle cup, bottle cup standpoint out of 10, it's definitely in the eight range. It's a solid one uh, to definitely try. So if you're in the, the Washington area, Definitely stop by the Valley House and try out their new beer that just came out. So let's dive right in. So I've been thinking about this a lot, and I'm sure there's a lot of articles out there about like X amount of steps to financial success. And while some of the ones that I'll talk about today, probably, and maybe all of them you've heard before, I'm hoping that I put a different spin on it to maybe have you think differently about it. So let's dive right in. So step number one. A lot of times people will say, live below your means or have a budget. And while I would agree, you need to live within your means. The biggest step that my wife and I took to really grasp and, and really, I guess, go there uh, and not spend all of our money is we really sat down and we spoke about what it is we really value. So we try not to be buying, you know, for instance, myself, I've told the story about, you know, having a car payment and I'm not a big car guy, but every once in a while, keeping up with the Joneses, uh, you know, wanting to look cool, whatever you want to call it will creep into me. And I wanted to buy a, a nice Porsche. And my wife called me out and said, why are you going to buy a car when cars aren't your thing? And then you could go a step further, right? And, you know, if Maybe it's clothing items. How much clothing items do you have? Like what's really valuable to you? Spend your money on that. But don't spend your money on all of these subscriptions when you actually don't want to watch that much TV. Or don't spend your money on going out to dinner all the time when you actually don't enjoy going out to dinner that much. So it's about understanding what it is you value. And to take it a step further, what is it you want just a couple of years from now, what do you want your life to look different? So step number one, live below your means. Step number two, you all have heard us say it quite a bit, and this is all about protecting your income fully. And what we mean by that is without your income coming in the door, how are you saving money? How are you paying off your debts? How are you living your lifestyle? How are you going on those family vacations, right? Your income is everything. And even when you retire, by the way, the income is everything. How do you turn your assets into income in the most efficient way? 
And so it always comes down to that income. That's your greatest financial resource. Like really stop and think about that. If you took a 10% pay cut today, so if you're making hundred grand a year or 200 grand a year, and you took a 10% pay cut, how would that affect your lifestyle? For a lot of people, that would be huge. Like all of a sudden, maybe you're not saving money. Okay, if you're not saving money, are you going to get that rental property two years from now? And that's just a 10% pay cut. Now imagine 50% pay cut or maybe a couple of years of no income. And this is not all about, like, I think a lot of people think of car crashes and that type of stuff. This is protecting yourself from illness, right? Getting sick and not being able to go to work for a period of time. This is protecting yourself from maybe lawsuit. And while lawsuits, let's just call it what it is, the statistical chance of getting sued, depending on your occupation and what you do in extracurricular activities may not be high, but if it did, how would that affect everything you're building? Here in the state of Washington, they can actually sue you and take some of your income for a period of time. So protect your income. Step number three have access to cash or have access to liquid investments. So this might, a lot of people will hear this maybe as emergency fund, right? Three to six months in an emergency fund. Alex and I always talk about having maybe 12 months access to cash. Now that's not 12 months of expenses sitting in the savings account. Depending on your lifestyle and your job and, and cash flow situation, maybe you just want three months of expenses sitting in cash and then having that money sit the other nine months sit somewhere else. What does that do? This isn't the negative, like crap hits the fan scenario. Although obviously it can like, imagine if you're one of the people, or maybe you were one of the people that couldn't go to work in 2020, right? So that's that fallback. But how many times have you maybe said to yourself, or maybe you had a friend say, man, if I just had the extra money in 2008, I would have bought a home, a rental property, or I would have started my own company, or I would have done this, or that opportunity landed in my lap and I couldn't do it. That's what that is for. So have access to cash. It's not a bad thing because then, and make sure you ch check out our other episodes talking about leveraging cash. When you've got that much, when you've got access to money, you can now can leverage that and maybe be, be more risky with your other money or do different things with your other money. That takes us to step number four. So, you know, I was talking about sickness and, and medical concerns. If high deductible health plans, if you've got one of those, start an HSA. The HSA allows you to save pre-tax money into an account that you can use for medical expenses. So what that, what that does is you've got tax deductible money. It grows tax-free and can be withdrawn for tax-free for medical expenses. That's a triple tax advantage type of an account. Kind of cool, especially for medical concerns and, and being able to utilize that money. Step number five, have a taxable investment account. Now, this might be opposite because I think a lot of people expected me maybe to say, hey, put money in a retirement account. 
And while you should, it may not be this, the first step you, you, you do. Earlier on, I was talking about having, you know, maybe three months sitting in emergency fund, the other nine months of expenses, maybe you actually put it in a taxable investment account, meaning you can buy the stocks and bonds and mutual funds in an account. It's not in a retirement account, which means you get to access that money. That goes such a long way, as well as you can maybe, uh, from a taxation standpoint, utilize long-term capital gains rather than short-term capital gains if it's managed appropriately. Again, it's about flexibility. If you're putting all of your money into one basket and that one basket's a retirement account and you want access to money for maybe purchasing another asset, how easy is it to get it from that asset in a retirement account? It's not as easy. So flexibility. So number five, start a taxable investment account. Then we get to step number six. Step number six, yeah, save for retirement. And as you're saving for retirement, think with the end in mind. Do you want all of your money to go into a tax deferred account, meaning you're deferring the taxes now. And when you pull that money out in retirement, every dollar is taxable at ordinary income taxable rates. The answer to that question is, I don't, I don't know, but you need to think about that. Do our taxes going to go up or down? That's the, that's the million dollar question that none of us can really predict. So have flexibility. Maybe you have some money going into a traditional retirement account that's tax deferred and have other money going into a Roth account. Roth accounts is after tax money. It grows tax deferred. And as you pull the money out in retirement, past age 59 and a half, now it's tax free. That allows, like imagine getting to retirement and you've got two different buckets of money. Now you can actually, if taxes go up, maybe you pull money from your Roth that year. So again, flexibility. For when you're saving for retirement, think with the end in mind. And then step number seven is paying off high interest rate debt. Everyone talks about this. If you've got credit card debts that's in the 20% range or obviously lower, pay it off. That goes back to number one, living below your means. Make sure, like, put, use your credit card, get the points. I use a ton of it. But don't keep and don't run a debt. Don't run that balance. So those are the seven steps for family success. And I guarantee you, if you're doing those seven steps, how much easier is it to be living your life and be more worry-free around your finances? So just as a repeat of those steps, step number one is living below your means, but maybe having that conversation around what it is you value that helps you live below your means because you're buying stuff that you actually care about. Step number two, protecting your income and protecting it fully because even a 10 or 20% pay cut could be bad. Step number three, have access to cash, have access to money. Step number four, start an HSA account. That's a health savings account. Step number five, start in a taxable investment account. Step number six, save for retirement. Make sure we're having, thinking with the end in mind, either tax deferred or Roth tax-free. And then step number seven, make sure we're taking care of our debts, paying off the high interest rate debts. 
That leads me to the question of the day. So the question that I've got for you here is you've got these seven steps. Which one of those are you struggling with? Head over to beerandmoney.net and there's a spot for you to answer that question. Or if this brought up any other questions, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, as we oftentimes, these episodes come from those responses. So we thank you for those of you that are responding. As always, I hope this episode was valuable and have a good one. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities Guardian or Quantified Financial Partners and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. This material is intended for general public use. By providing this content, Park Avenue Securities LLC is not undertaking to provide investment advice or a recommendation for any specific individual or situation, or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. Please contact a representative for guidance and information that is specific to your individual situation. Brian and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities LLC. OSJ 200 Market Street, Suite 1850, Portland, Oregon 97201, phone number 503-221-1226. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities member FINRA SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burklow, AR Insurance License Number 15319412. CA Insurance License Number 0K24924. Alexander Collins, AR Insurance License Number 7264699. CA Insurance License Number 0H24806. Pinpoint Number 2022-140442. Expiration July 2024.